Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked in, ready to go for a loaded show today. Uh, we've got our NFC Divisional uh, winner rankings today, roster-wise, and then we're also going to compare that to the winner of the AFC, which was the Los Angeles Chargers. Am I correct, Mike, yeah. on that? So we've got that. So you're going to determine. We are going to officially determine the best roster on paper going into the NFL season this year, fully healthy. Um, we've obviously got some. Uh, we've got some wrestling topics. We've got all out. We've got WWE payback that we have to preview as well for those five matches that have been announced so far. Um, and then Mike, as promised last week, is going to be doing some live drafting. Hopefully, at the end of the show today. Um, Mike, when do you anticipate to find out your draft order? Is that 11? Yeah, in like okay. five minutes Okay, from now. cool. So we may have some breaking news in between, and then we'll come back to that. So Mike is loaded up. Laptop is ready to go. It's on fire. He's ready to go. Literally on fire. Um, and if he doesn't get Jamar Chase, he's just going to cry a little. And we may hear that live on air. So, you know, and nothing <laughs> nothing is ever the same here on the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, Mike. Um so hopefully that, and we may have some other news and notes going into it. But let's let's start off. I, I do think before we get into the shows, I do think we kind of have to start on a bit of a somber note. Um, the wrestling industry, man, had a couple big hits this week. Um, you know, on I think it was Tuesday, we found uh, Tuesday or Wednesday we found out that Terry Funk had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, 79 years old, obviously a pioneer, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, um, and then basically had a career resurgence, you know, a hardcore icon. Um, you know, his matches with Mick Foley, just, you know, generational, being the pioneer basically for ECW in so many ways, former multiple-time ECW World Heavyweight Champion, uh, Hall of Famer, three times over, um, Terry Funk no longer with us, unfortunately, um, do you have any like anything on Terry Funk, Mike? Have you ever, nothing really? You ever no. seen any of his stuff? I'm I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not in deep. No, in Terry Funk. I world. would highly recommend going to search some of his stuff uh, in uh, FMW against like uh, Onita or against Mick. Um, that stuff's crazy because like they're coming at each other with like stuff that's on fire, like mm-hmm. cattle prods that are on fire, and like they did like the they did the exploding barbed wire deathmatch stuff, but it actually like you know worked. Mm. Um, over there, um, and then, you know, a lot of his promos, I mean, a lot of people go back to his matches uh, in the late 80s against uh, Ric Flair for the NWA World Championship. Um, him and his brother Dory Funk were the first brothers ever to both be NWA World Heavyweight Champion, which is kind of a neat thing. So, I mean, Terry Funk really, in so many ways, had had two careers. He had a career where he was a legit wrestler, badass, who was the best wrestler in the world at one point. At you know, winning the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in the seventies meant you were the man. Um, and then followed up by having this 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 other career where you become a hardcore icon um, and kind of changed the industry in so many ways and pushed boundaries that you know nobody ever thought was possible. So, um, shout out to Terry Funk. Will be greatly missed. Uh, prayers out to his family. And then, no more than twenty four hours later, Mike, we get um, the news that Bray Wyatt has unexpectedly passed away at the age of thirty six due to a heart attack. Um, huge shock for sure. Um, thoughts on that, Mike? Because like you sent that to me, I was at football practice and I was like, no shit. 
Like, mm-hmm. come on, really? You know, we've been hearing all these reports of, like, he was tentatively, like, okay, he's going to be coming back soon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of a sudden, nope, not so much. Um, I mean, what the hell, dude? Like, mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, that one was wild. Yeah, I just, you know, it's one of those things where, like, 36, first off. Mm-hmm. Way too young. Um, You know, you, you hear the reports and everything like that, and you're just like, jeez, man. You know, it's uh, that is a that is a tough one. WWE obviously doing a tribute show on Friday, you know, uh, having a lot of Bray Wyatt elements in there. Um which I thought was really was really well done. Uh, do you have a uh, favorite Bray Wyatt moment, match, uh, character, anything like mm. that? You know, I mean, he did so many things in such a really short amount of time. Low yeah. key, you know what I mean? Um, you know, in and out of the company, but you know, I, I mean, I I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where I wish we could have seen what the end of this one would have looked like. Mm. You know, but I you know, I'm never gonna get that, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I I think I think the two things that spark out is I think I don't even think it's really debatable. I think his best match yep. was the six man oh, at the yeah. elimination chamber against yeah. the shield. Yeah, that was really I, good. I think that's like unquestionably mm-hmm. just his best match yeah. that he said. And I think bringing out the fiend gimmick yeah. at SummerSlam twenty nineteen, yeah, I think is also that like big moment. he walked out and yeah. everyone said, "Oh shit, here we go, we got something." Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. like a month later, they ruined it. But yeah. that like moment in time, yeah. he was like mm-hmm. the coolest thing in wrestling for yeah, like that, 24 the, hours. They had a run there for a second with the Firefly Funhouse and all that stuff, where like you were, we were dabbling in something completely different, right? And you felt it right where it was a, it was a true something out of left field, you know, that you just really couldn't, you know, um, predict. Um, yeah, for sure. I thought the fiend stuff, you know, the early fiend stuff was really good. And then they proceeded to make it worse and worse and worse. Um, cause you know, Vince is going to do what Vince is going to do, but, um, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, whether it was, you know, uh, the Wyatt family stuff, whether it was the fiend stuff, whether it was just this new stuff here that we really just, barely hit the tip of the iceberg on what that story was going to look like, um, you know, is unfortunate for sure. So prayers out to him. Tremendous performer, very creative individual. Uh, I don't think anybody online has had any bad things to say about him. So uh, if you are in the giving mood, WWE is running a, uh, uh, I guess, a, a like kind of like a GoFundMe thing, but basically you just go to WWEshop.com and, any Bray Wyatt merchandise that you purchase, all of those uh, proceeds will go to Bray Wyatt's family. So, if you guys are uh, feeling like you, you know, you want to contribute in some way, um, I highly recommend you go out, buy a T-shirt, buy a Fiend mask, go buy some gloves, buy a buy the Fiend belt, but do something if if you're in that sort of way. Um, I'm sure the family would greatly appreciate it. So, uh, prayers out to him as well. Um, and we'll try to now segue out of all the sad stuff, and we'll get into the stuff that, you know, doesn't really matter, but we're going to get upset by it anyway. And <laughs> we're going to talk um, some WWE payback, Mike. Uh, a few shows um, have been announced so far, or I mean a few matches, sorry, not a few shows. A few matches have been announced so far. Nothing all that, like, earth-shattering yet, you know, but it's a show, I guess, <laughs> is, it is, show. is the best way to put that. Um, how many matches do we have uh, announced so far? Do we know? Uh, I, have, I know there's at least two. I have five listed here. Okay. All right, cool. So we have at least a little something-something to talk about. Yeah. 
Um, so our first match here, we got uh, The Miz oh. taking on LA Knight. Sir. Yep. Still not going to give LA Knight that U.S. title match. Let's Absol- just keep, absolutely not. Let's just keep. We'll sh- have him lose to Austin Theory for the shot to get into that title yeah. match. Mm-hmm. Don't actually give him the title match. Because of The Miz. Because of The Miz. Yeah. Now, if these two guys were just going to go on a promo battle, I'd honestly prefer that over um, <laughs> you know, an actual match, it feels like. Um, so, LA Knight gets the win here in yeah, yes, his yes, second yes. biggest win of his career yeah, after the very Golden Slim Jim Battle Royal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Easy win. Oh, yeah. Until sure. the Miz wins somehow, and we all just go, and I go, just don't understand wrestling. Thought we were p- pushing him. <laughs> The push over the Miz. Here's the thing. I will say this, though. Going back to the the Friday Night SmackDown, right? Um, You know, LA Knight kind of had Bray's last quote-unquote feud, right? They had, like, the Mm -hmm. pitch black match and all that stuff. Um, It was very telling a little bit, right, where, you know, LA Knight came in, cut a really nice promo, um, and was kind of like the main event, quote unquote, of that show. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that says something in some capacity. I know it's it's a tribute show and stuff like that, but at the same time, I go you you have to be able to deliver in those moments because you, you're, you're it's no longer about yourself. It's no longer about getting over. It's about delivering for uh, a fallen you know comrade, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool to see that as well. Yep. Next up, we have the steel cage match. Between Trish Strash and Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah, this is the thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. The crazy part is on Monday Night Raw, they're going to be fighting in a False Count Anywhere match. So, Well, it's know. just too much anger that we're going to not be able to get it all out in the in False the Count Anywhere. Yeah. So we got to then lock ourselves into a cage. So Zoe so, Stark can interfere yeah, somehow. So Zoe Stark is going to definitely interfere in this first one, and then Becky's going to get retribution in the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Zoe Stark's going to somehow get into the cage because every cage match. Well, yeah, she'll take a big bump over Trish taking a big bump. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but Becky wins, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye feud. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we have the U.S. title match. Yeah, the prestigious United States Championship. I couldn't think of a title that's any United States Heavyweight Championship of the World. Yeah. In our ranking, it's like the worst mid card yeah. title, but it's basically fine. Uh, Rey Mysterio, newly crowned champion because yeah. you know reasons. Yeah, you know losing hey. losing the qualifying matches gets you a, mm-hmm. a U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Remember that one, kids. Yeah. Lose more often, and maybe you'll win championships. <laughs> Rey Mysterio taking on Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. You know, you you would think, oh, rematch clause? No, 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 no. He just beat Ali Knight. Yeah, he just he got it back. He got it he, back. He earned it. He, he earned, earned his, it. That um, sucker. And there's absolutely no way they pivot back to Austin Theory. No, God, so no. I would hope not. I would really, it really would make hope no not. sense. Yeah, I'd, let's let's not and say we did. Um, yeah, the U.S. title definitely feels right now where it's like, so call me when you give it to L.A. Knight, and then I'll I'll yeah care. maybe I'll care. maybe we'll talk. To yeah, me then I'll care. Way. Right, but until then. I'm good. You just you do your thing, Ray. Listen, I don't have any problem with Ray. I listen. If you if you give me the option now, I have to choose one. Ray is in the mid card title scene, or he's in the world title scene. Mid card every day, twice on Sunday. Like Ray Mysterio should never sniff another world championship again. And this is nothing against Ray. It's just it's just not it's not a thing anymore. So as long as that's happening, cool beans. Mm-hmm. Anything after that, hard pass. Yep. WWE Women's World Title Match. We got Rhea, Ooh. the girl Ripley, taking on <laughs> Raquel, the also girl Rodriguez. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, Rio's going to win. I think this match it. has a real opportunity to be really good, though. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that these two, I mean, they're they're both kind of like similar, I guess, archetypes. If mm-hmm. you're like going to like video game it, you know, um, I think Rhea's been dying for an actual feud for the championship basically since Mania, right? I know mean, she had a little mini thing with uh, with Natalia there, where you know that's just a steamroll, but. I really think that this is, you know, going to be a real. I think this is going to be a good match, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, assuming yeah. Raquel can keep up, and if it goes over like seven minutes, yeah, then I think we got to, we got a real chance. I, and I, I do think. I mean, you've really built it at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Or you've teased it, you teased it, you teased it, you teased it. Now let's, you know, let's get something big out of it. Yep, and then you're definitely going to be main event. Yeah. WWE World Heavyweight Title match. You got Seth Rollins with basically a broken back defending his title against Shinsuke Nakamura, who do, who speaks all his stuff in Japanese and hates everybody. Yes, I love it. So love here's it. the thing: this is why the second World Championship is sorely needed, right? No, like seriously, right? Mm-hmm. Because look at just the two feuds that he's had so far. Right, Finn and now Shinsuke. You're using talent that at any point in time can be in the main event scene, right? And is a quote unquote believable guy, and has a, has a list of accolades. While you don't have to use Roman, right? Because you're telling this major, long, overarching story. Yeah. Right. I think this is one of the few things that I think maybe AEW is trying to establish with this real world championship. If not, then I do think they need to kind of take a page out of WWE's book a little bit and lend themselves to whatever championship that they have, right? Mm-hmm. International, TNT, whatever belt they want, to allow your world title right feuds to mm-hmm. still remain overarching with whoever the hell you want, right? But having that second championship where you can go, man, this is this is important, right? And it's about the, the feud is about the title, yeah. right? And you've got main event like world champion caliber guys in those matches, right? Yeah. I do think that's important. Yeah, I think I think AEW runs the the <clears throat> New Japan style yeah. where they have their big world title, mm-hmm. and then for a while they had that IC title that right. was like that it title was like right there. And yeah. then once that went away because they combined them, mm-hmm. you could easily tell they had that lull for like a year, yes. a year and a half. Yes, where they were like, we, we don't have a second. Yeah, title. We got to really. try to establish the U.S. title yeah. as the new one. And so they were having a really tough time. And then they finally went, "How about we just give it to like Osprey or Kenny?" Yeah, no shit. Crazy, crazy yeah. thought to have just to give it to a guy who has. Six star. What about Juice Robinson? No, no, no. Literally, it's like it's like they try to uh, like for a second with Moxley, and then COVID kind of sucked the dry uh, out of that U.S. title thing. Yeah. But I was like, hmm, who's the guy who consistently has awesome matches and can put this title on the map? Right. Okay, Osprey. Put him with Kenny. Sounds good. And now the U.S. title is finally at that at that area where it's like slightly under. Mm -hmm. But with guys like Will and Kenny wanting to fight for it, it's like okay, now like. If I was, like, a Chase Owens, mm-hmm. instead of going for the world title, I'm like, all right, I could go for the U.S. title right, right. now, though. Yeah, for because sure. That's it's, something it's a stepping I, stone. It's a stepping stone yeah. where I think AEW needs to find that, and yeah. WWE can just throw a world title out there, and it just, like, Right, and it fills it that gap, And it fills right? the gap. Yeah, for so, sure. And because you have the two shows that you're trying to make, you know, explicitly different, right? And I think AEW is, once again, starting to go down that road with the collision thing, right? Yeah. Um, I love this. I love this match. I love this feud. Um, I think this could be something that's really good. Honestly, if I if if I had my 
pick of it. I would actually have Shinsuke win the damn thing, mm-hmm. just for the simple fact is I feel like for so long it's like okay they're gonna we're gonna go back on the Shinsuke train for a while because this title has kind of been you know brought back quote unquote right. It's kind of the similar thought I had with Finn. Where it's like you can give it to Finn; he doesn't have to hold it for super long. Mm-hmm. But it, you add that accolade now, and it's and I think it's one more. It's believable, yeah. I guess is my point, right? If WWE could somehow figure out a way to get one year of New Japan Shinsuke out of it, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they know what they do with themselves. Like legit, when he came over, he was one of the top three people in the industry, right? And they tried it with the Rumble thing, and they just, for whatever reason, wouldn't pull the trigger. But, like, him as a heel, doing the whole, you know, I'm not speaking English anymore and all that shit. Like, I dig it. Mm-hmm. I really do. And if you're going to see a different style out of Shinsuke, a little more hard-hitting, with Rollins, of all people, I think it really works. I really think it works. And this is somebody, too, once again, this isn't Rollins versus, like, a Bronson Reed, right? Or a... You know, a big dude. He's just gonna have mm-hmm. to slay the the Hogan style of booking. This is a guy that everybody at this point, if you're a fan of Shinsuke Nakamura in some capacity, you have an understanding of where he's been and what he's done. And mm-hmm. and honestly, even looking at his WWE resume, it's not the worst resume in the world, right? I mean, you've got a couple U.S. titles in there, a couple Intercontinental title runs. You've got a tag championship. You've got you know a Royal Rumble win. You know what I mean? That's just in WWE and an NXT title, a couple NXT titles too. Like he's had a pretty solid run so far in WWE. Couple that with the fact is, okay, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. When you think of the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, I think two names come to mind. I think it's Shinsuke followed right behind is Tetsuya Naito, right? Like those are the two guys, right? And they made that championship mean something. So the, 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 the resume is there. I don't know if they're going to go that route with him, mm-hmm. but in a pay-per-view like this where you want to kind of re-grab people's attention for the next couple months as we kind of build the you know, Survivor Series and all this rest of this shit, I think a title change here would be really cool. Do I think it's going to happen? I, I'd probably say no, mm. but I would personally think, okay, now you ha- now you got to have Seth chasing the title now for a couple months. That's a whole different, at- like a whole different kind of feel, and it's, it's the same two guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I'm leaning Rollins in it only yeah. in the sense that um, I would be more excited. I'm to, picking Rollins to win. I yeah. would just, I think, I would prefer Shinsuke. Yeah, to win. I, yeah. I'm just, I'm yeah. in the camp of I think Gunther is going to be closer rather than farther away from the world title picture. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. I would yeah. much rather see Rollins. And Honestly, have no, no, that's my point though. Uh, low key, right? Is if Shinsuke were to take the title here. And you get all these kind of in between pay per views out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. And that, and then you get to him, like okay, Rollins comes back. Gunther now has dropped the Intercontinental Championship. Okay, Rollins wins it back, and now Gunther's just waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And then you give me three, four, five months of that. That'd be yeah. yeah see, I, I I get that. Yeah. I think I think the story I would like to see is yeah. Rollins beat a couple other guys like a Shinsuke and like those caliber guys, mm-hmm. and then he like 
walks up at Survivor Series or the Rumble or something. Power bombs up to the ring. Well, literally, like, he's like, he's like, yeah, no one can beat me. And then you get the Gunther music. He just walks out, kills you. Kind of like Brody Lee just killing Cody for the TNT title. Yeah, that was, like, that was really like good. a three minute, just like, yeah. I'm absolutely going to just demolish you right now. Yeah. And then you can have the Rollins chase for like WrestleMania, yeah. where he's like, I got to somehow figure oh, yeah. out a way to get to for that. Sure. I think that would be fun because you, I want to build up. So when Gunther just kills him, it's like, Damn, so Rollins just went through all these people, mm-hmm. and Gunther beat him in three minutes. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, the longest reigning IC title ever now. Yeah. It's like, I'm interested to see, too, insane. how who they take, how they get the title off of him, right? Yeah. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship. And, you know, and, and I think maybe you're probably sniffing around the right area because, you know, like I said, we were just talking about off-air. You got Cena and Rollins versus Imperium in a tag match at that Super Showdown show in India. So... I don't know if that's a preview or you're just trusting that, hey, Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci are two guys that are going to go bump crazy and mm-hmm. make Cena look good. I don't know, right? I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I don't I don't necessarily think that's out of the realm of possibility either is, hey, we're going to start the feuding yeah, with, with, um, with Imperium now, yeah. right? So who knows? Um, so, we, uh, yeah, I, I dig it for sure. I'm interested. Who do, you, who do you think? If you had to pick right now, who who beats Gunther for the Intercontinental I Championship? Think- I if if Gunther had the record broken now, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it was Chad Gable. That's unfortunate. I really like Chad Gable. Yeah, not not in this situation. I do hard pass. Could so, not could not disagree more. Oh, really? Could not disagree. Not I would here's love the thing. It. It, Absolutely it, it, love it. Not not this reign. Let me put it that yeah. way. If this was the Miz's sixth run and yeah. he beat the Miz for it, fine, right? Yeah. I think you have tried so hard. To reestablish the Intercontinental Championship as a meaningful championship. You completely forgot about the U.S. title, but you really tried hard with the Intercontinental. Putting it on a guy like Chad Gable, who was a career tag team guy, but who wouldn't hold it, it for very long. I, I, I mean, maybe not, but yeah. like I think he does some banger matches. The, you know what? Maybe so, but he's not the guy. He is a lesser version, and I, I say lesser in terms of like, Viability of Dolph Ziggler. He's a great wrestler. I and I enjoy the shoosh thing. I get it. Yeah. It's funny, but those types of gimmicks I don't think are meant to be the guys where you're like you're gonna beat the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion yeah. in history. I, you know I what I mean? Cause I, I, I think yeah. Because here's be the thing: if 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 Gable does that, then you basically told me that Gable is better than Sheamus and Drew and all of these other guys. Well, I mean, I you just think I mean? he could, get, yeah, he can just get like, I mean, he's been close before. Yeah, he's last. Sure. So, like, like yeah. I think they're building the story to get it to him, and I, I'm all in on it. I'm all I think, in on I think it's, I think it's a very similar comparison to if Sami Zayn want to beat Roman for the world title, big moment, sure, absolutely, mm-hmm. people go nuts, and the next night you go, so now what? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's like Santino Morello beat Numaga, huge moment, couldn't call it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh shit! Now I got Santino Morales back. Yeah. Not, not as bad because yeah. Chad Gable's I was a legit say, Chad stud. Chad Gable literally could just put yeah. out bangers with everybody for sure. He put listen, he puts out bangers with everybody. Yeah, I just, I just, don't, I just don't think yeah. he's gotten the chance to do it because his yeah. booking sucks. Yeah, I just don't look at him as like, oh, he's the he is going to be my Intercontinental Champion where every single night, like I'm expecting him to lose to almost every other person, really? like, unless that's, it was like the Miz. Yeah, so that's crazy. I don't because like because if you booked like him that. against Drew. 
you got to have Drew. You booked him against Sheamus. You're booking him there. You book him against Finn. I think you got it. Like you're favoring the other guy yeah. the whole time. I don't need but another. If he goes through and beats all these guys, right? It's, but it's, I don't need. The, I don't need the Wesley. He just survives every single time. I'm over that. Yeah. Figure it out. Right, Give well, me something different. Listen, like I said, I like Chad Gable. This yeah. is once again goes back to my original point that I've made four years ago. If you had a television championship, it'd be the perfect opportunity for a guy like that to get it. Yeah, just saying. I don't know. I would, I, I would be no complaints here. Chad yeah. Gable or twin. Yeah, It'd be just okay. Like I said, big moment though. I'd be, I, I would pop for the moment, and then I'd be like, okay. See, the funny thing is, I wouldn't even pop for the moment. Yeah, I'm just excited for the run that yeah. he's going to go on. I think, and here's the other thing. I think in WWE land, right? I don't think he would have the opportunity to then go on a six, eight yeah. month run. Well, here's with the thing: it, if his I mean? booking sucks. That's yeah, different. No, no, no. It's right. like That's if you saying. don't trust the it's booking, like when, it's, it's different. It's like but. when uh, Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental title, right? Yeah. Nobody called that, right? Big moment. And then, and then you're like, okay, maybe we're going to try to go back on the Zack Ryder train. And then yeah. the Miz beats him next night. And you go, oh, well, what yeah. the shit? I think the you difference know what I mean? is I, like, all these examples you give, I was like, I don't really like those guys. So, like, I was like, whatever. But I, but I, Get, I, but I think Gable, I'm all in. But I think it's a comparable based on sure. where they're at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, standing-wise, I guess, is my point, right? You know, you tried it with Big E a couple times. We gave a shit. You know what yeah. I mean? They tried. Uh, um, I'm I'm all in. On the maybe they do. Game. You you when, could be. When, listen, when I'm not happens, saying when it happens, we're riding the choo choo train all the way listen, through. Baby. I'm not saying it, it couldn't. I'm just saying I think it's a bit short sighted to do it that way. Yeah. I think you need to have somebody that you are planning on making into a legit star. That's Chad Gable, and not somebody who you're is the new hotness of the month. Because listen, what's on great matches? I don't have any issue with him as a as a performer. If this was six years ago, yeah, because then I'd be like, okay, you haven't went from Shorty G to this to yeah, he's being... building himself up. Yeah, he's getting there. You know, Shinsuke was out doing nothing for a while, and now he's fighting for the world title. Yeah, but Shinsuke had the resume at one point too. That's like, fine. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Ch- like four years ago. No, but he still he was Intercontinental Champion like two years ago and defended it like once. And that's hey, once again to your point, not his fault. But the yeah. point is, is that it's it, he's got the list of accolades to do it right. I guess that's my point. Shinsuke's never been a comedic gimmick. To each their own. Yeah, just saying. Anyway, going back uh, to it. Is I, that I, it? I, I'm, I'm all in on the choo-choo train here. Chug along. I, I don't train. dislike Chad Gable. I, I don't like know, you're Chad sounding Gable. like you're disliking no. I Chad like Gable. Chad Gable. I, I think. Just, I think if we had a really <laughs> large audience, and we took a fan vote. I think we'd all just. I just said I like Chad Gable. Chad Gable. If here. this was like I just said, if he was gonna beat the Miz, because Miz has been Intercontinental Champion a million times. I'm talking about in this particular situation. I feel that you need to take this opportunity because you've booked Gunther so strong. And to your point, he's probably the next World Heavyweight Champion, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do that and you're got to take the Intercontinental title off, you have to put it on somebody that you feel is going to be a tentpole person on your show for the next couple years. There's no way that they think Chad that about Gable, it. Chad Gable baby. is the guy where you go, hey, we need a pretty solid match out of the, make Go make this guy look good. Okay, Chad Gable can go do that. I love Chad train, Gable. Baby. Yeah. Like when he was doing the whole King of the Ring thing mm-hmm. before he wound up losing to Corbin, right? I was like... Okay, we're trying, and the people were behind him, but it was like, is, are they behind him because they're behind him, or are they behind him because nobody wants to see Baron Corbin win a match again? Yeah, that you know is, what I mean? Not that is accurate. Right. I don't like Baron Corbin. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm saying is, in this situation, like, if we even go back to the last, or the current longest reigning Intercontinental Champion, the Honky Tonk Man, right? 
What happened? They sent the ultimate warrior out, beat him in four minutes, or four minutes, three seconds, basically, right? But because you knew, okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna get behind him because we're anticipating that the warrior is gonna be the next guy to follow Hogan. Now, is it that serious? Not necessarily, not mm-hmm. anymore with the way that everything's set up. But at the same time, I think it would be a missed opportunity for WWE to not have somebody that you're getting ready to take that next step. It's like, hey, this guy's really getting over, right? Like, if LA Knight was on Raw, LA Knight would be the perfect guy I, well, to take yeah, Oh, yes, you know LA I mean? Knight, I think, but he's in the yeah. stupid U.S. title picture Yes, instead. correct, 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 correct. You know what I mean? Like, if you want, it's either two things. It's either a guy that you're hoping is going to take the next step that we can rely upon over the next couple of years to be in that, oh, maybe he could win the Rumble. Maybe he could be a main eventer type yeah. guy. Or a guy you need to get, which doesn't work in this particular scenario because Gunther's a bad guy, to get major heat. Yeah. One of those two things. Yeah, I also just don't think anyone on Raw... I think really, I agree with you I, on I really that. Think They're the, really shallow I on think Raw. the only guy generally who I would believe could do it would be yeah. LA Knight, yeah. and he's on SmackDown, so we can't, he can't do it. So that's why I'm riding the choo-choo train hard because I don't... There's yeah. no one else. Like I said. Like, I don't, like here's the thing. I don't want to <laughs> give it to, like, Sheamus or Drew because they're already guys. Yes, I agree with you. No, I agree so, with like, you I'm like, I'm like, I don't it's need tough. Drew to beat him because I'm like, okay, so what does that do for, like, good if job, you're Drew? Gonna, if you're like, going to tell me that, okay, Gable's going to, you know, schoolboy him, gets the win, wins the Intercontinental Championship, right? Yeah. You're going to then have to tell me what my next six months of him looking like is going to be. Banger be- after because banger after banger, baby. It, because what I'm worried about is okay he wins it and then they go well, okay now what and now every single time he goes it's like Ricochet mm-hmm. right Ricochet is not favored in any match ever except for against Logan Paul and then he still can't win you know what yeah. I mean so it's like you 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 have to have a, some limit of like okay he can beat this guy because of this reason mm-hmm. you know what I mean and and I think too if you're gonna go with Gunther as being your next world champion, but the Intercontinental Champion is just the guy that beat him. Mm-hmm. Then you go, well, why does the world title matter? Because that guy beat you for this one, mm-hmm. so shouldn't the Intercontinental title mean more? You know what I mean? Well, that would it, be for anybody, basically. But I agree. That's my point, though, right? Is that you're like, oh, well, I mean, you beat Gunther. I mean, Gunther's world champion. That's fine, but, like, Chad beat Gunther, so I want that one. Instead. So we're just going to get to the point where, like, he breaks the record and goes, I don't need this title anymore. No, fuck and no. That that's terrible. a terrible. That's a terrible. But, like... If you told me tomorrow, hey, look, they're going to bring up Braun Breaker and he's going to beat him, that's a, that's a WWE thing. But you know what? At least he's a guy that you can see and go, hey, I wouldn't like it, but it's a guy where I go, okay, these definitely have plans for him. Sure. You know? It's not good. Be, I'm not saying it's I, good. I'm not saying it's I good. I'm not saying it's good. Just saying. Maybe maybe they should bring up that other wrestler guy, Chad Gableson. Just throw him in there. <laughs> Gable you know Steveson, what? you mean? Gable Steveson. Chad what? Gableson? Yeah, Chad like, Gableson. Whatever his Chad name is. Chad Gables to win? Yeah. No, because no, he, he got shredded. Just, yeah. He got shredded. Yeah. Um, no, we'll throw it. We'll throw in Gabe Stevens. But like, if if it was Carmelo Hayes, right? I could yeah. see that too, right? Just just because of what they have going on, right? You may be right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's a very anticlimactic finish. I'll to be a very, a happy, very good run. I'll be very happy camper if it yeah. happens. Drew McIntyre's like, so wait, 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 wait. I get killed in seven minutes at SummerSlam, and this motherfucker's going to pull up, pull a quick one on a Raw. Hell yeah, he <laughs> You is. know what I mean? How much longer does he? He can't have that much longer. It's a week after the payback. A week after payback? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Unless Imperium breaks up and they cost him. It'd be that way, too. Sure. They've already been kind of teasing, you know yeah. what I mean, some of that. Yeah. I Screw Ludwig Kayser, I guess. <laughs> or whoever. Gonna... Yeah. Right. Maybe that. Maybe the Imperium both pins... Gunther together, and then they're co-IC champs. 
Okay, every idea you've thrown at me is worse than Chad Gable winning, Rob. Also, we probably shouldn't spend like another 45 minutes talking about Chad Gable. So Yeah, that's true. Alright, let's shift to all out. Let's all let's right. get there. Let's get all there. Right. Good thing all out only has like a match and a half on here. So that's, Yeah, that's, all the uh, matches I thought were gonna get on this, they were just like, Oh, let's just put it on all in. Trios yeah. titles like, okay, cool. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so who knows what's actually gonna be on this card? You know what's funny is we right now we're yeah. gonna be like, Oh, this card's stupid, sucks. And we're next gonna week get... we're gonna watch the show and go, that was a really cool card. Well, what's funny is we're gonna somehow watch, it's gonna we're gonna watch all in tonight or this e- or this, this afternoon, afternoon and they're just gonna announce the whole show mm-hmm. right after we drop this show yeah exactly very exciting yeah and then we're gonna go huh that actually doesn't look like a bad card at the end of the day but and at the moment yeah. there's three matches no story any of them just rematch after rematch after yeah <laughs> rematch, <laughs> rematch central baby yeah um all right well our singles match of the day miro yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs. Couldn't care less about Couldn't this. Couldn't care less. I either. saw somebody on Twitter was like, give me a guy you think is going to be world champion in like the next year. And they had a picture of Powerhouse Hobbs on there. I went, you're insane. Yeah. You're of, absolutely. You're, you're actually like, yeah. of the two, you have to pick Miro. Yeah. You wouldn't even pick but Powerhouse even of the t- it, 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 But both are not a thing. Both aren't. No. But like, if you're going to choose between the two, yeah. you don't pick Powerhouse Hobbs. No, I don't. Yeah. Next. Yeah. All right. TBS title match. Chris Statlander, Ruby Soho. Sure. I don't know. I, I, Chris Statlander is going to win. Yeah. But she I hasn't assume. done anything yeah, since I mean, the win of her title. So. Yeah. Nice. Is this her first title? Let's see. No, no she's, this is her second. Yeah, title she defended right? against somebody else. Yeah, let's see. She won. Oh, she's defended a couple times. Wow, well, a lot it, of times. I mean, it doesn't count if it's on AEW Dark. <laughs> oh, they've all been on Dynamite and Collision. Yeah. That's crazy. Sure. Yeah, she's had one, two, three, four, five, six title defenses. Name me the people that she's beaten, please. She's, all right, so she beat and K- the match length. Can you, yeah. do you have the oh, match the match, length? the match yeah, length yeah, is. Do you have the wild. match length? Yeah, okay. Do you have the match length? If anything's over seven minutes, I'll be stunned. Well, they're all like eight minutes. Are they really? Yeah. No, I'm wow. like not even joking. Okay, so we got so she won the title off Kate at double or nothing. Yeah. Then she, on Dynamite, she beat Nyla Rose in eight minutes. Okay. Then yep. she beat Anna J. In eight minutes and twenty five seconds on a dynamite. Okay. Then she beat Taya Valkyrie at eight minutes fifty five seconds on a dynamite. Mm. Then on a collision, she beat Lady Frost in eight minutes exactly. Oh, good. And then Lady Frost. Ooh. Yeah. And then on Rampage, the Royal Rampage, mm-hmm. she beat Marina Marina Sharif in five minutes. Don't you know that and is? then on collision number eight, she beat Mercedes Martinez in ten minutes. All right. All right. Oh yeah, Mercedes Martinez got a title shot by just. Showing just up. showing up. I was like, I want a shot. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay. It makes sense. So there's a lot more defenses than I thought she's had, to be fair. Yeah. None of them were great. Yeah. So to be fair, though, if we want to go through Jade's 45 defenses and she's had, like, two good matches also. At least at one point they started catching on. They go, what if we just did two matches tonight because they're only four minutes long? Um, yeah. I'm going to say Ruby Soho gets it. Okay. Just just to be different. Just to be different. Yeah. We like no being chance. different. No but chance. Chris Taylor is going to win. Yeah. And then we have the AEW TNT title match. We got Luchasaurus. Because he's actually the champion. You will never know. But we'll never know. The yep. world may never know. No. Versus Darby Allen. Yeah, so Darby Or Darby Allen wins it. Yeah. Cool. Status quo is the same. Status. Sneezed. Who's, T- who's TNT champion? Darby? Okay, now I've missed nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It eventually goes back. There was a time where it was eventually goes back to Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Now it eventually goes back to Darby Allen. Yeah, one way or they, another. They really need to figure that out. <laughs> they really, they do. really do. At least the international championship. At least like he just 
defending it all the time. They need to find someone to take that title off him eventually. It should have been Swerve. It should have. I, I really think it should have been Swerve. I think we're. I think it's. I think it might be like a Moxley or something to give him something more to do. Yeah, that's fine. You know, like look. Here's the thing. You you have to like. That's this is my point, right? Is that you have to start establishing that the championship means something, right? Like, I think like the like Orange Cassidy's story is more about him and less about the... It's about him. He's like, oh, he kept the title. It could be a paper bag that he's mm-hmm. keeping, but it's that's what it's about, right. right, as compared to the international championship means something. Now, granted, they're only on their second champion, right? So I think it's hard to develop that lo- that lineage yeah. until you start to move it around a bit. But, you yeah. know... I appreciate I, you this know. lineage a little more than the TNT one, where the TNT Cody's, a fucking Co- shit Co- show. Cody's was good. Yeah. And then giving it to Brody and going back to Cody, like the start of it was yeah, fine. It was good. And yeah. then they did the, the flippy floppy thing for like three yeah. months in a row where yeah. it was like okay, yeah. crazy. Yeah, like listen, I had no issue with, with Darby beating Cody. That's a star making moment, yeah. right? But and then all of a sudden, okay, Miro. Okay, Miro makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And now we go, okay, now we've got Sammy, another making moment. Yeah. And then after that, it's just been yeah. random guy after random guy. Like, None of Wardlow's runs have been good. Mm-hmm. Powerhouse Hobbs, no reason for him to be the champion. Like, it very much feels like a television title, right, mm-hmm. where there's a lot of floppy, but no substance at all to a good majority. That's why I was hoping Christian was just going to win it from him yeah. because then you were like, hey, you know, yada, yada. But anyway, so that's that's all the all-out matches we have so far? Mm-hmm. Yikes. Alrighty then. Like I said, they're going to announce... CM Punk Samoa Joe 2 on All, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on all Out. Yep. In Chicago, right? So In Chicago. Get, yeah. They're in Chicago all week yeah. with all their dynamites and everything. Lovely. Great times. Bastards. One of these days. What? I don't know. Oh. Something. Something. Oh. You're, you're like angry at us. I just, I just, I just, it's like they get like 45 shows a year. It's just yeah. ridiculous to me, but it's fine. Um, See, right. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't, here's the thing is they over, like, I wouldn't want them to come to Detroit that I much. agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, you couldn't come to Detroit like twice. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, I mean? they're bringing Collision, but no, like, no one wants to go to that. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind going to Collision. Drone Collision. Cause it's, they, not, it's not, it's not, it's uh, not Rampage. Yeah, they tape Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's even better. Ooh, there we <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah, you get the 13 matches of Ring of Honor before. Yeah, it's just like dark. It's fine. Um, all right, let's shift focus here. Uh, NFC Divisional winner rankings, Mike. Did, oh, hold on. Did you find out your draft spot? I did. Okay, what's your draft spot? I'm drafting 10. Oh, and just like that, the unfortunate, and I do mean unfortunate. Mm-hmm. There's Jamar Chase. He just went yeah, goodbye. He just went. He just went goodbye. Yeah. He was just like, see ya. yeah. So who knows where I'm gonna go? So so the thought process, right? Mm-hmm. At ten is is this a dynasty league too, or is this just no, a, every just year? A, yeah, every, year. every year. Okay. Uh, the the initial idea. His best player available is yeah. Uh, I I would I think the the plan might be Mahomes Kelsey back to back. Not the worst idea. <laughs> I I. I'm deciding if I want Kelsey enough for that spot. That's really what's going on. If if I I don't love anyone in the ten spot, so. I can't justify taking a tight end at ten. I can justify it just because the tight end spot normally everyone like averages like yeah nine points. Yeah, Kelsey gets you like seventeen. Yeah, he's basically a receiver. Yeah, but like in value, right? But then gets you like, but that's a tight end spot. Also, I just found out which it's it might change my strat a slight okay is 
uh, they, this league specifically took out the kicker spot and they added a second flex spot. So, so depth is important. So depth is going to be important. It'll probably just be receiver depth because yeah. we're not going to get a lot of running back depth. No. But depth is going to be a little more important, and we don't have to worry about a kicker. That means I won't draft any specialty positions because I never draft a defense. <laughs> so we are going to just draft wide receiver and running backs basically yeah. this entire time. For so. sure. For sure. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah, All right, so, so we'll get back to that'll that That'll be in like 30 on. minutes or so. Sounds good. All right, let's get back to it. NFC Divisional Winner Rankings to review, right? We had the Seattle Seahawks. We have the New Orleans Saints. Mm -hmm. We have the Minnesota Vikings based on a coin flip. And we we have. (laughs) And who's the other one we have? Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Also very close. Yeah. They were actually all, except the Saints, probably pretty relatively close. I mean, you know, now, does the Cowboys overtake the Eagles now because they have Trey Lance? Does that? (laughs) Yeah, they they add to the room. So obviously their quarterback goes, right? Yeah. Okay. Next, we'll th- we may talk about that today. If not, maybe next week. But anyway, let's just. Let's it also won't it. impact anything, so probably never, never. unless Stack gets hurt. So. Yeah, no. All right, running through these. So, quarterbacks: Jalen oh Hurts, oh the boy. Eagles. Yep. Kirk Cousins for the Vikings. Yikes! My boy Derek Carr Woo. for the for the Saints. My also boy Geno Smith. My more of my boy Geno Smith. So Jalen Hurts and a whole bunch of just. Solid Just guys. Solid guys. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Jalen Hurts is one. Uh, I mean, after according the, to my ranking, I, I put Geno two, two Kurt three, and Derek, Derek Carr four? four. Probably, I guess. I almost want to put Cousins over him just based on the fact that I think Cousins has been more consistent throughout his career. But yeah, last year, I mean, Gino that's, was better. That's fair. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. I think I think two, three. Derek are, Carr had like two good years and has fallen off a cliff. So I can't, yeah. he's not even in the conversation. He's yeah. definitely four. He's definitely four. And yeah. Jalen's definitely one. Yeah. Well, I, we can play out two and three. Yeah. I think roster wise, it might not change too much. So we'll no. See. Um, running back room. So obviously the Eagles have DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Gainwell, and literally every well, running back. They're in the talking book. about trading for Jonathan Taylor too, but they have the All Pro DeAndre Swift on the team. I, why would they ever try and trade for Jonathan Taylor, Mike? Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Oh. DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, Trey Sherman. Literally, you've heard of all these names. Yep. None of them are like above yeah. RB fourteen in <laughs> fantasy football. That's crazy. Don't you tell Josh that. Yeah. No, I, I will. <laughs> and say, please take DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Please. In round two. Thirteenth um, overall. <laughs> the Vikings have Alexander Madison and Kenny uh no Niguanu, right? Niguanu, yeah. yeah. He's a guy. The Saints have Jamal Williams and um if Alvin we count Kamara. out three weeks, Alvin Kamara, but yeah. Yeah, he's suspended, so he's not technically on the list. And yeah. then Seahawks have Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, DJ Dallas, but no one cares. So yeah, so it's a tough, yeah. it's a tough room. I think the Saints should be one. I, I was gonna say, I think just just because Kamara's like, resume, I think, is much better. Kamara's resume is better, and he's not out for like half a season, yeah. or like it's right. it's only three games. Yeah, he just beat somebody up. It's fine. Um, yeah. Or whatever he did, I don't know. Um, he didn't gamble though, so he didn't get a ton of time. <laughs> No gambling, um, guys. Yeah. So I do think the Saints are one, right? Um, I do think Seattle's two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Eagles are three, and I think Vikings are four. I think just the Eagles' amount of depth and the fact that you could probably swap out three or four guys, yeah. and that you're still going to have some sort of good production. Yeah, I think the Saints and Seahawks have like a legit RB1 yes, sitting there. Correct. I think the Eagles have a whole bunch of like RB2s Twos. and 3s yeah. that are just kind of like... And just... I, don't love, I don't like Minnesota's 
Uh, yeah, like Alexander Madison has never shown me where I'm like, oh, he's yeah. going to be the guy. Yeah, Madison's like fine yeah. at best. And then the rest of the room. You know when he was know. fine? Behind Dalvin Cook. <laughs> yeah. All right, wide receiver rooms. So we got the Eagles having A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Olamide Zaza. You know who it is, the Atlanta guy. Sure, yeah. Um, Quiz Watkins, we'll just throw him in there because that's a name. He's fast. He's fast. Good Madden guy. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings obviously have Jay Jettis, Jordan Addison, and KJ Osborne. Not bad. The Saints have Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Rashid Shahid. Sure. Or I uh, will throw in like Traquan Smith too. He's he's pretty solid. Why not? And then the Seahawks have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson Smith Najupa. This is a tough freaking. Li- These are all. These are all really, really good stacked. running or wide receiver rooms. Yikes! Okay, so <sighs> how do we do this? Um, the hard part is. Well, you have the clear best receiver. You have a clear best receiver. The overall room, I don't think, is great. No, like because Addison's a rookie, mm-hmm. right? So, and I honestly didn't love him as a prospect. Yeah. Kind of slow. KJ Osborne's fine, guy. It's fine. Yeah. The Eagles have AJ Brown, who I think obviously is a step below. I think but with Devontae Smith, are that one two really are crazy. Nice. Really, really nice. I think Seattle in a three receiver set yeah. has the best three receivers that you yeah. can put on but, the field. And Jigba's also a rookie. Yeah, right. So, so that I mean I we're can't, just projecting yeah, that right, exactly. all Ohio State rookie or all Ohio State receivers are yeah. good. So like but then you've also got uh New Orleans. Which yeah. has got, I mean, Chris Olave, stud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, who's their, their second guy? Is Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Uh, 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 healthy was the best receiver in the league yeah. at one point. I th- I think I'm putting the Saints four. Okay. Just because of I don't trust Michael Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust Michael Thomas to be healthy. Okay. Outside of that, you really only have Chris Olave. That's true. Okay. All right. I'll I'll I'll, I'll subscribe to that. Okay. Saints four. Saints four. Um, and, and let me let me be clear. It's not a bad four. Yeah, it's just these, the, all these, these, these are nice. awesome rooms. So it's um, way you can do. But I think it's four just because of that. Um, after that, honestly, one through three, it just kind of depends how you want to you yeah. know piece it together. I think the Eagles are three. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. This is the conversation we need to have. I'll put it this way. I do think Seattle's one only because I think – Lockett is probably the best number two receiver you could possibly have, and Metcalf's a stud, right? Yeah, Metcalf. Yeah, Metcalf. Uh, it, it's almost at a point where it's like we have to rank and yeah. like do like an average of yeah of all of it, of right? Yeah. These. So Metcalf, I think, is a top ten guy, maybe top five, depending on your list. I don't know, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then and Lockett's always been super solid, super consistent, yeah. and then Jigba is a three, right? Which is fine, okay. Yeah. Even though I don't know if he's gonna play for the first month, but you know, can't really rule that into consideration. Yeah, if we were gonna put Kamara in there, yeah, for right? Instance, exactly. Like he, we, like so he, we put that in the equation. The really the converse. So I'm gonna say Seattle's one. Are you subscribing to that theory? I can subscribe. To okay, that. so Seattle's one. Here's what here's the conversation you need to have. Is Jay Jettas that much better than the two? Exactly. Is Jay Jettas that much better than AJ Brown? Because here's the thing: uh, Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne are not better than Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. They're just not. Yeah. Right. It's so, is Justin Jefferson better than both of them combined? combined? Right. And I and I don't know if I can say that. The Philadelphia Eagles were super high powered. Yeah. It's it's like Kelvin Johnson and then. Name a guy that wasn't Golden Tate, right? The yeah. Chris Durham's, the the Mike Williams, oh, the, you know what I mean? That's what this is. Yeah. So I think Eagles are two. I, I I would subscribe to that. And then Minnesota's three, only because that you have a 
at this point in time, an unproven drop-off between the best receiver in football and then a rookie and then a very average third option. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think, I think it goes Seattle, uh, Philly, Minnesota, Saints. Saints. Yeah. I mean, it's a fair yeah. assessment. Mm-hmm. Because I yeah. do think that right now you could say Justin Jefferson is probably better than Chris Olave in eight games of Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Like he just is. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, so yes. like, so like for that same comparison, right? It's really AJ like, Brown really turned into a legit I, I look guy. at I look at it as if I was like the lines and you could sub out your receiver room. Yeah. Like whose would you rather have in right. each of these? I think I would rather have the Seattle room the most. Right. Because you have just the depth and having yeah. if a you whole have bunch a, of if spots. you have the number fifteen quarterback in the league, yeah, who's gonna help him the most? Yeah, and right. I think and I honestly, Geno Smith is probably closer to right. that middle, yeah. like just out of the mm-hmm. top ten range. But because he has so many receivers and the running game is good, yeah. it elevates him to For being sure. in the top ten ish. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Okay. Yeah, that was a tough one. I did not anticipate those receiving rooms being as loaded as they were. Yeah, wild. Uh, all right, tight end room. So they got uh, Dallas Goddard for the Philadelphia Eagles. Very good. Super underrated. Minnesota Vikings have TJ Hawkinson. For this year. Yep. <laughs> Until someone overpays him. <laughs> yep. The Saints have Juwan Johnson and Foster Morrow. All right, that's four. And the Seahawks have Noah Fant and Will Disley. Yeah, so that's four. Um, I would say Seattle's three. Probably. Yeah. I'd say. I, I, I think Dallas Goddard's. Better than better Hawkinson. than Hawkinson. I do too. Okay, so Minnesota's two, yeah, Philly's, Philly's one. one. Okay, yeah. I didn't right. want you to think I was just going on anti former Lion bias. On no, no, I think I think he's fine, but yeah. I think he, I think I think Goddard had a phenomenal year yeah. last year. All right, and then offensive line rooms. We got the Eagles having Jordan Maleta at left tackle, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Cam Jurgens, and Lane Johnson as their mm-hmm. left tackle to right tackle. The Vikings have Christian Darrisaw, Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, Ed Ingram, and Brian O'Neill sit on their offensive line. The New Orleans Saints have Trevor Penning, Andres Pete, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, and Ryan Ramschek as their offensive line. And the Seahawks have Charles Cross, Damian Lewis, Evan Brown, Phil Hayes, and Abraham Lucas as their offensive line. Okay, so Saints are one. Yes, Saints. Saints are studs. Yeah, they much. have first and second round picks literally all, all across. So yeah, they are one. Phillies uh, probably two. I'll say Phillies two. Just with like Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and Lane Johnson right. yeah, alone. Lane, I mean, are, Lane Johnson's, and then you could just throw in the Maletas and Lane and Dick. But like mm-hmm. those two, yeah. Are I think two. Seattle's actually four in this mm-hmm. one. I They're, think. Yeah. I think. I, I don't think there's outside of like Evan Brown's fine, yeah. but Evan. You know I, what I mean? I think. The, I think the hard thing is. Yeah, I guess Minnesota's like their worst spot is a second round. Mm-hmm. Well, not Which that, is, it's not yeah. like it's not the only deterrent because yeah. you can have bad first and second rounders. Yeah, but the the um, Seahawks are really hoping on a fourth rounder yeah. and a third round tackle right. and a third round like two third round or below guards yeah. and a and a third round tackle yeah. to really step up and play well. Right. Where like the Vikings are like we have first and second round picks through here. So well, yeah, like, and I think too right it's it's a situation of like you've got some more experience there too right on the offensive line for Minnesota as compared to you know like Evan Brown's never technically been a full time starter at any point in his career and mm-hmm. now he's your starting center. Now he was very good for Detroit. But that, that's something you're banking on, right? Like, there's some guys out there that you're like, hey, I hope he takes the next step. Like, Charles Cross, right? He's got to take the next step or else, you know, don't need to be a win, you know, sure. car wash through there. 
So yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's a fair assessment. I, yeah. I don't I don't love either one, but yeah. so an overall offense is here. I think, um, I think Philly's one. I think Philly's one. They have the second best receiving room, best yeah. quarterback, second best offensive line, and probably third third, third, third running back, back room, and right? A, and a top tight end room. Yeah, and the top tight end room. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think Philly's the one. Yeah. Uh, just for sake of matter, I would say probably like Seahawks are two. I think, Outside of the offensive line, I think they're really highly graded in everything. Yeah, second, tied for second at QB, best, be, uh, best second best running back room, best receiver room, room, where Minnesota's got the worst running back room. They've got the third best offensive line. And the third best receiving. Third best receiving court. Yeah, I think Seattle. Yeah, so I think Seattle's two. Yeah. I think Minnesota's, Minnesota's three, three. I think New Orleans is four. four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, just just for the sake of that. Yep. All right, defenses. Here we go. The Eagles have Eagles. Yeah, so they run their nice little. Fi- All right, so they run five. Li- okay, what the fuck? Yeah, so weird. <laughs> God, I hate the Eagles. Okay, just remember, go DNs to DNs. Yeah, no, I, you know, I know. They, just, they, they just have five people listed on their D line right now, so it's just. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Um, yeah, so they have Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, or uh, Jalen Carter, and Josh Sweat mm-hmm. on their D line. So you know that's probably one. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and the three four that Minnesota runs, they have Dean Lowry, Christus Tonga, and Harrison Phillips on their D line. That's not great. The Saints having their nice little uh, four down linemen. They have Jordan or Cameron Jordan, Nathan Shepard. Kalen Saunders and Carl Granderson on their D line, and the Seahawks having their three down guys. They have Tremont Jones, Brian Moan, and Jaron Reed. Okay, so it's uh, clearly uh, Philly, and then a whole bunch of just meh. Yeah, that's pretty. That's yeah. pretty meh all the way through, yeah. honestly. Um, all right, so we'll add the linebackers in here to yeah. maybe try to solve some of this up here. Yeah, I, I mean, Eagles say, are just going to probably be one in this. Yeah. what are you going to do? Um. Eagles here, so they got Nicholas Morrow, Nicobe Dean, and Hassan Reddick as their linebackers. The uh, Vikings have Daniil Hunter, Jordan Hicks, Brian Azama II, and Marcus Davenport. Mm -hmm. The Saints have Pete Warner, Demario Davis, and Zach Bond as their linebackers. And the Seahawks have Boy Mafi, Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner, and uh, Nawasu, the Chargers guy, on their linebacker crew. So no matter what, yeah. Eagles are just I one. I think Eagles are one in that front seven. Um, do. Jesus, uh, I like Seattle's linebacking core better. Yeah, um, I think I'm. I'm gonna go on a limb here. Say the Saints are two. I'm gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say go on a limb and say Minnesota's four. Sure. Yeah. So I think I, 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 think, I think we just solved it, right? Saints yeah. two, <laughs> Saints Seattle's Seattle three. three. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're that different yeah. thing. Well, I was like, Jordan Cameron's yeah. the best D lineman yeah. out of the three remaining, and yeah. I like their linebacking crew enough. So tomorrow, Davis is a top five inside linebacker. So yeah. I mean, and then Seahawks, I think have at least like Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks, Jordan Brooks, yeah, Nawasu on the edge, yeah. rush, like, and then Minnesota doesn't have much. I mean, Minnesota's they have got guys, the, like Marcus Davenport's good and and well, like, so, fine, listen, but Daniel Hunter's a great pass rusher. But you know, like I said, like I've said before, right? Davenport's on a one-year deal, right? Uh, Dean Lowry was a expendable guy out of out of Green Bay. You know, you lose Eric Kendricks. You know what I mean? So you're you're anticipating you're going to, and their defense was atrocious last year. Yes, it was. So. All right, secondaries. We got 
Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have Darius Slay, Terrell Edmonds, Reed Blankenship, James Bradbury, and Avante Maddox. I really hate Reed Blankenship at their safety spot. Like, of see, all, all the of, things they could have fall, solved, you couldn't assign yeah. a difference. John Johnson was out there yeah. for months. And they also have uh, Keely Ringo just kind of hanging yeah, out there. he ain't going to do nothing. He's, he's going to flame out so fast. Yeah. All the athletic ability in the world, shit mind. Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings have... Akalib Evans at left corner, Harrison Smith, Cameron Bynum, Makai Blackman, and Byron Murphy Jr. Yeah. You notice how Lewis Seen's not on that list. He is not. He's a, he, he's listed as a backup safety. Yeah, that's, that's not great. Right now. The New Orleans Saints have Alante Taylor, Marcus May, Tyron Matthew, Marshawn Lattimore, and Bradley Roby. That's pretty nice. And the Seahawks have um, Michael Jacks, or actually... Yeah, Michael Jackson, Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs, uh, Rick Woolen, Tariq Woolen, and Devin Witherspoon. They listen to Devin Witherspoon as a nickel. That's why it took a second. Oh. Because I think, actually, Devin would probably play the other corner, and then Julian Love will probably play the nickel. But Maybe. to, to yeah. this list, uh, Michael yeah. Jackson's a starter, so we'll throw him in there. Okay. Um, Do we like the Eagles more than <laughs> No, I don't. I like Seattle secondary, secondary. better. Okay. I like Seattle secondary. I think the Saints actually have a better secondary too. Okay. Um, I think that um, outside of like the one corner spot. It's, yeah, but like I, I think the Eagle. Like, look, I'd rather be missing a or a safety than a corner. Probably yeah. If. But like, here's how I'm looking at this: is that you have, I mean, Marcus May, Tyron Matthew, Lattimore, and Roby, mm-hmm. right? Throw that other corner out there, right? Where in Philadelphia, like I like Darius Slay and I like Bradbury. Bradbury's fine. Maddox is okay, but I don't like I don't love Terrell Edmonds mm-hmm. and Blankenship is not good. Yeah. So I think the Saints maybe edge it. Maybe I don't know. It's 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 tough. I don't like Marcus May is not some all pro player either. Sure. So I don't know if I'm getting swept up on like the sexiness of it more than I am anything else. Minnesota's four, Minnesota's by the way. Four, Minnesota's yeah. a clear four. I don't know if it's a really tough one between the Saints and the Eagles for me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the Eagles. Maybe now that I'm thinking about it, like schematically, maybe are better. Yeah, because they're just you're kind of solid. I, I, you're I, solid I, at all three cornerback spots, I yeah. guess. And then you're just like, yeah. if Terrell... Because Roby's not great. He's yeah. just a name. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Eagles are too. And that I'm really, like, actively thinking about it. I just yeah. really don't like Reed Blankenship. I think he's... I, I've just seen him get beat too many times in coverage mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay. Yeah, and then Saints are three, Minnesota's yeah. four. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah. And at the end, of it, so, uh, overall defenses, the Eagles are probably just yeah, the best I, I think defense. the Eagles are the best. And I think, yeah, I think the I mean, yeah. we don't even have to really go through the Eagles one yeah. offense, and they're yeah, probably going to win defense. defense. So yeah. they're just the best. Yep. So we have the Eagles coming out of the NFC. We got the Chargers here out of the AFC. I have the Chargers list already up here. God, you're the best. So Best co-host in the land. So we can quickly run through this before my draft starts in like 10 minutes here. Even though I'm picking 10, so we can, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Um, all right, Eagles versus Chargers. Who do we think is the best overall roster? Here we go. So, obviously, we just went over. We'll start with the offenses here. So, Jalen Hurts to Justin Herbert. 
Um, Who do we have higher? Hertz is better. I think. Right I, think I think. I think Hertz is better. And th- listen, this very well could change. We talked about this quite a bit in the AFC, right? If Herbert goes out, balls and balls out, and and wins, right? That's the other thing too. Is he's got to win. Yeah. Do we take Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly over every Philly running back ever? Chargers. Chargers. Austin Eckler's a Austin Eckler's top five. Yeah, top five yeah. back. Top five back. I, I, I don't. I, I just don't threw care. it out there. I was pretty Listen, sure you're going to. Me say and that. you are the backups in in LA. Ain't matter. We ain't seen the field. Yes. He's he's a three down. It's like him and Christian McCaffrey. Yep. All right, Philly wide receiver room. We got AJ Brown, yep. Devontae Smith. Obviously, the Chargers have Mike Williams, Quentin Johnson, and Keenan Allen. What room do you like more? I don't know. It's a tough one. Mike Williams is the epitome of I love him as a player. Uh-huh. He's just never on the field. Yeah. He's never there. Yeah. And Keenan Allen also had some injury history Last as well, years, yeah. but like not necessarily always, you know, like yeah. he's so consistent when he's on the field, right? I, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, like, you I watch mean, more Charger I, games than I do, but like I, I, I AJ mean, Brown is my like is like a love affair with me. Yeah. I really am so No, like, I I, really I lean like Eagles cuz I like AJ Brown more than all these guys. Okay. Okay. Even though I, I think AJ Brown's the best receiver yeah. on the list, uh, but I, I think, do think you take Keenan Allen and Mike Williams next. Yeah. Probably. And then you but, take AJ Brown or you take uh, Devontae Smith right after that. Right. And then it's like okay, if you went next in line after that, you probably take Quentin Johnston. Yeah. But you don't right. know for sure yet and that's a tough one. Mike Williams is the hardest one of these receivers to project cuz yeah. like and you you had him in fantasy last year too. Right where you're like, I don't is he healthy? Is he not healthy? Yeah. And then you sent his ass off to go get David and Joku. Yeah, that's exactly why I sent him off. Because yeah, right. sh- you didn't know, right? You just don't he has all the potential potential in the world. Just has not done it consistently. Yeah. Uh tight ends, Dallas Goddard to uh Gerald Everett. Oh, well, Dallas, Goddard. Dallas Goddard. Yeah. yeah. Offensive lines, uh, we already went through the Eagles line, but the Chargers yeah. line, uh Rashawn Slater, Zion Johnson, Corey Lindsley, Jameer Soller, and Trey Pipkins the third. I think Chargers actually get that. I do too. I, yeah. I think, I think they, overall, they've invested quite a bit. Good. Yeah. And so offensively in total, now that you hear all the names, how we feel, Jesus. which one do you like? I still for? think the Eagles act get it. Mm-hmm. But it's like so, right? They win at quarterback and receiver, but lose at running back and O line. Yeah, they also win at tight end. And tight end. Okay. So they so, so Eagles the Eagles are three to two. Three to two. Yeah. Better quarterback, better receivers. Not a terrible O line, right? Like the, we're yeah. really nitpicking at this point. Yes, and I do. Yeah, and the tight end's I, yeah. better, and the running back room isn't terrible, even though yeah, Austin Eckler is yeah. the best. Running but here's back, the thing: I will say this: they can lose DeAndre Swift and be fine. If the Chargers lose Austin Eckler, that's a massive yeah. hole. So I think overall, I do think the Eagles can take the yeah. offense. All right. So defensively, obviously, yep. we just went through that. Yeah, we literally thirty seconds ago. Yeah, so yeah. D line for the Chargers. So they got yep. Morgan Fox, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson on the D line. Right. Adding the linebackers, they have Khalil Mack, Eric Kendricks, Kenneth Murray, and Joey Bosa. Mm-hmm. Does that linebacking core, which is so name value crazy, mm-hmm. beat out the Eagles front seven eight? That they I have don't right think so. I don't think so either. Because we saw last year, right? We were we we put over that Khalil Mack trade so hard last year, mm-hmm. and he played like shit. Yes, and Bose has been hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think they yeah. overtake. If that you right took now. injuries off, mm-hmm. I would take the Chargers. Right. If but because you have to account for mm-hmm. people missing games, and you're old. And you're here's old. the yeah. thing: it's Eric Kendricks is old. Khalil Mack is not. 
22 anymore. Yeah. Kenneth Murray's the only young yeah. guy on the <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Joey Bosa got drafted yeah. in 2016. But Bosa's but... in his second contract now, yeah. right? He's seven years in. Mm-hmm. He's not a... Yeah, he's not yeah. super young anymore. Exactly. Anyway. And then the secondary, obviously, we just went over the yep. Eagles, but the Chargers have J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, Alohi Gilman, Michael Davis, and Asante Samuel Jr. I think I like... This one's hard. Yeah. I, I think I like the Chargers. Again, yeah, it's right. one of those Chargers yeah. on paper sound right. awesome until J.C. Jackson gets hurt, and then you right. go, they get beat, I feel like, every yeah. single time. It's, uh, once again, Asante Samuel. Loved him as a prospect. Yeah. Trade for him a lot in Madden. Yeah. yeah. He's a really fun Madden guy, yeah. and he's a really fun, like, name value yeah. guy. But is he but effective? It, yeah. Is he as effective as Darius Slayer or James Bradbury? And that here's the thing, and I think the wild card for me is actually Avante Maddox. Mm-hmm. Because I think he is a solid number three nickel guy. Yeah. Where, like, Bradbury is, is getting older, and so is Darius Slay. But, I mean, they did go to the Super Bowl last year. J.C. Jackson, really good. Yeah. We haven't seen him in, like, a year and a half, so. Right. Derwin James, stud, but also injury issues. Yep. Don't love their other safety. Probably the Eagles. I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL, dude. I do too. I really do. I think yeah. it's. I know Chiefs fans are going to be like, "What?" But like, come on, like you just <laughs> roster wise. Come on. I mean, listen. Eagles if you didn't are... have Mahomes and you had Alex Smith still at quarterback, you're you're going to the division round and losing every year. Yep. It's just the way it is. I'm sorry, yeah. especially with the receiving core you have now. I just. Yeah, Eagles. I think it's are... the Eagles. I think the Eagles are the best team. Eagles are the best team. Chargers aren't far behind. No, but Eagles are the team to beat. Yep. I think. Yep. In the NFL. Yes, no, I agree with you. I, I think that's a the most logical conclusion. Good quarterback, good receivers, solid running back room, top ten offensive line. Your front seven's ridiculous, and you've got you've got veteran stud corners who've yet to fall off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn good. All right, Mike, we're about that time, buddy. Yeah, we're we about are, two minutes away. We are officially a minute and five seconds away uh, from being on the clock. Oh no, no, just like the draft is going to start. I'm pick ten, so I'm probably like five, ten minutes away from me actually picking. Okay, but um, the 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 draft will begin in under a minute here. Yep, yep, so. for sure. Um, so yeah, so pick ten. Uh, the spots that we have: so we have one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, tight end, two flex spots, a defense, and then uh, whatever. How many bench spots? I don't know. Like eight, seven, eight, whatever. Yeah, so, okay, so we're as we're kind of winding down here, as, you know, this is going to be the last topic of the show. Yeah, we're going to hit um, this for about 30 minutes, and yeah. then we have all in to watch. So right, yeah, pretty much. We will, um, uh, we're going to cut it whenever that happens. But, yeah, absolutely. No, so I want. So I, I do want to ask you, right, so going into this, right, you're at pick 10. Obviously, it's best player available, right? This isn't the NFL draft where you're looking for needs. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have a team right now, so everybody's yeah. a need. Um for you, right? Any principles involved? Like, you know, we, we, we hit on some of these before, but like, yeah. if, like, we know people, right, in our league who would definitely be like, I'm going to take Mahomes at 10, right? Like, yeah. that's just, that's just what they would yeah, do. Yeah. I mean, my normal cue is, um, take Trevor Lawrence in round 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very much. Um, all right. Picks are coming in. Uh, yeah, my okay. cue is usually pick a running back or receiver, okay. and then pick the inverse in the second round. Okay. So if you get a if you get a running back first, you pick yeah. a receiver next yeah. round, just yeah. so you have a stud in both spots. Right. Um, all right. Update: Justin Jefferson went first. Dun dun dun. 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 And Christian McCaffrey went second. Makes sense. Makes sense. So we're third person. Starting is on to the see clock. that more though. The receivers going higher than some of the running backs, right? 
because it's such a passing league now. So mm-hmm. very interested to kind of see. Yeah. And so we have a so there's a minute counter for each pick at mm-hmm. least in the first couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. So um, if we don't, the first two literally went as you were talking, but mm-hmm. this third pick's taking a little bit. I don't know why you're taking it. Jamar Trace is right there. I know it's nice because we're not live streaming this. Yeah, yeah. So I can say it. And then afterwards, everyone's right. going to listen to yeah. it and be like, like how are you thinking? But yeah, yeah Jamar Trace would be my pick here if I was yeah. picking three. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a pretty solid thing. I'm interested to see where Jonathan Taylor goes this year. I am too. Because all of that mess. Like Josh Jacobs is back, right? Signed a one-year deal with the Raiders. So you know he's going to play. You yeah. know what I mean? Um I have no idea who he's going to play for, where he's going to play. If you had to guess right now, as we're kind of trying to fill some time here before your pick. Um, nope. Third pick comes off, Travis Kelsey. No shot. Wow. Wow. Fourth if Jamar pick, Chase gets to you at 10, I'm going to cry. I'm going to lose Fourth, my mind, and then I'm going to email everybody that's in your group. Fourth like, pick, Austin Eckler. Oh, my. I mean, that's not as egregious, but jeez. Yeah. Fifth pick, Jamar Chase. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Fair enough. So that's that fifth the, guy did a backflip. Dude, he just cried a little. <laughs> I wish. So interesting. So guys who have been projected to go really high who are still here, who I imagine will go soon, like guys like Cooper Cup. I wonder how high some people will draft I would Cooper take Cup. Cooper Cup in my first couple rounds. The Cooper Cup's well, going to be First year. round, I, I was thinking like in top five, I think he would probably oh, go. Oh, yeah, listen. Cooper, like Travis Kelsey listen, is a little weird. But. Cooper Cup. And I've been trying to tell my dad this because he's been like, oh, maybe I should trade Cooper Cup. I go, no. I go, he's two. the only guy there. He's the only guy there. And also, he's a killer. Also, though, think about it. He's always open. Mm-hmm. They won a Super Bowl with him, a backup O line, and three receivers no one's ever heard of, and Matt Stafford throwing him the ball. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew Cooper Cup is the only weapon on the entire team, and Cincinnati still couldn't stop it. Minus the yeah. rough so, call uh, yeah. at the end zone. So there. I think. Right now, how it's shaping up, mm-hmm. I think I'm looking at like a Saquon Barkley. Yeah, you may have to. Yeah, because yeah, if because you can double dip. Like it, you go ten and then come right back around. There's going to yeah. be some good. Because well, I'm looking there. at so like if I went receiver wise, just looking through some of these. AJ Brown, CD Lamb. Yeah, AJ Brown. I mean, I'm not even hate. Yeah, so Stephon, like so the top guys left of the receiver right. rooms: Stephon Cooper Diggs, Cup, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. Amon Ross St. Brown, yep. if he comes around mm-hmm. the second, if mm-hmm. I get that whip around, Amon yep. Ross is probably a pretty solid pick there. Yep. Um, Cooper Cup just went at six here. So. Okay. Um, but, yeah, there's a there's – a, all right, so Tyreek Hill goes seven. Okay. So I'm three picks away. So okay. I'm trying to say now, do I want to go running back or receiver with what's kind of out there right <clears> now? <throat> so only the top two running backs have gone so far. Um, B. John Robinson just went at eight. Wow. That's – he does realize this isn't dynasty, right? Mm, I guess. Wow, not. that's crazy. I mean, that run schema we talked about the Arthur I, I get it. No, scheme, I, yeah. So listen, Tyler Algier had a nice year for him last year. I, I mean, I can't necessarily. I think, I think if Saquon stays, I think that's going to be my pick. If Saquon goes at this nine pick, you have to go receiver. I might go. So top guys left here, kind of guys like Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. I would not. CD Lamb. Stephon Diggs is a sketchy pick yeah. right now. He is unhappy. Garrett Wilson. AJ Brown. Yeah, I think you should take running back here. I think, I think, you I got, think you're going to have enough options. I think here's the thing is so running back wise, Saquon Barkley, Derek Henry, Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs. I'll probably take someone in that realm. Yeah. So Saquon goes at nine. Oh, ah. wait, no, sorry. Nick Chubb goes at nine. Okay. So I got 10. 
Is Saquon Barkley the idea here? I think probably. Saquon would probably be the guy, and then you can wrap around and still get a top-notch receiver. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. All right, so Saquon's going to be my pick at 10. Okay, Mike has so picked I got in. Saquon. Dun, 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 dun. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Rob just tricked me. He said, he said actually, Saquon's going to no. suck. Yeah. There it is. All right. There it is. Yep. All okay, right. so Keep. we're going to stay live because Mike's got the wrap around here in a couple picks. Yep, and then we'll, we'll update as it goes. Obviously, mm-hmm. we'll stay on for another you know little bit here and see what goes. So Derrick Henry goes 11 here. That's a right high. after me. I think that's a little high for a mm-hmm. guy who doesn't really catch the ball out of the backfield. He's just a pure runner. And Tennessee's offense is poop. Yeah. So I don't love the Derrick Henry pick there, but. Yeah. He's hurt, injury prone. They wanted to trade him, couldn't trade him. So here's okay. So I'm uh, me and you both in the camp of taking one one. It would is there an idea? Is it too early mm-hmm. for like a Gibbs from the Lions? Yes, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Here and here's why. For me personally, at least, right now, Just I think he's going to spot I think, a he'd, be, I think he'd be a steal in the third round. Okay. But here's here's why. Number one, it's not a dynasty league, and number two, um. There's so many people that they're going to have to get the ball to. You know what I mean? Like, that's why Garrett Wilson's a little scary for me because you've got so many people that they're trying to feed to. Delvin Cook's there. Brees Hall's there. Ellen Lazard's there. Somehow Randall Cobb still has a job. Garrett Wilson's there. Nicole Hardman. I just laid, like, six guys, and they're all projected to play for the Jets. Mm -hmm. Now, Garrett Wilson is the best one out of all of them, but still, it's tough. All right, so end of the first round here. Pick round one, pick twelve is Stephon Diggs. Yeah, nope. That's I. I don't. I would not like that pick. Like if I took him, I I would have taken Devontae Adams over him. And uh, I know. Yeah. I know the quarterback. The quarterback situation sketchy over there in in uh, Las Vegas. I get it, but Stephon Diggs is actively unhappy. Yeah. All right, so as we're rounding, we got two picks until I'm up. Yep. I think kind of the boat I'm in right now is picking anywhere between an Amon Ra and AJ Brown or like a DK Metcalf. Yeah, I, I would. So Devontae I, Adams worries me a little bit because I don't love the quarterback play there. Yeah. Uh, I think CD Amon Lamb Ra, is yeah. also good. I just don't mm-hmm. like. All right, okay. so AJ Brown just went. So this guy picked Stephon and AJ Brown. So he went no running backs. Yeah. Back to back. He's hoping Gibbs falls to him. <laughs> probably. Honestly, yeah. it's probably not a terrible idea there. So yeah. AJ Brown just goes. Um, Guy I had my eye on, so good for mm-hmm. him. Good job, Team Greer here. <laughs> uh, all right, so one more pick until I'm up. Uh, like I said, don't trust Fonte Adams. C.D. Lamb's not a terrible pick. I like Amon Ra. I like I like Amon Ra. I, I like him more than DK. Let me put it that way. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. I just I think I think in the PPR standard, he'll get like eight catches a game. Well, he for... just, he's he's the number one target. You know what I mean? Like he's and once again, he's always open. Yeah. Him and all Cooper right. Cup are always yeah. open. So uh, C.D. Lamb goes. Round two, pick two. So I am up. So looking at, let's, let's take a quick look at running backs. Yep. Make sure we're not missing. So right now we're looking at guys like Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, yeah. Jonathan Taylor. I Joe do Mixon. like I do like Josh Jacobs quite a bit. Um, now that you got the new contract, I'm yeah, liking him a lot like, more. Yeah, right. And that's a tough one. I think I still think Amon Ross probably your. I would I would say on my board would be the top guy. I think he's my. I don't trust yeah. Devontae Adams with yeah. the, with the right. uh, and Devontae Adams always is known to miss a game or two with a foot or something. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. if I was if I was in the more a couple more picks, I think Garrett Wilson would be on my board a little mm-hmm, more. Mm-hmm. But I think this early, I think Amon Ra is going to be my pick here. So I will be drafting Amon Ra St. Brown. Nice, nice, nice. So my team looking right now, we got Saquon Barkley running back, Amon Ross St. Brown as my first receiver. All right, we'll, we'll stick with it for one more 
yeah. three well, like, through four. I was going to say, I was and gonna say third, yeah. fourth. Yeah, and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll cut it, it yeah. after that. And that's, then that's uh, good. Four Michael hopefully maybe post it online and so we yeah. can get a full-on uh, r- roster there. Um, no, I think I think it's kind of fallen in your favor. Look, there's still quite a few running backs out there. I think that guy who's picking at 12 is hoping that he can maybe hopefully steal one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, this is the part of the draft where people win or lose the draft. Yeah. Because rounds three, four, five, and six, where you're still trying to get starters, right? But you can't ignore positional value either, right? Um, you know, like I know for a long time, I, I knew a couple guys that were like, well, I got to get all my starters first before I think about depth. And I don't necessarily think that's the right way to play it at times because if you're so worried about getting a quarterback, but there's still a starting running back out there, right? Like, you know, Chris Olave is still sitting there, but you're worried about taking – Jared Goff because you need a quarterback. Yeah. That's not necessarily the right play. That that was always so my my first couple years of yeah. playing fantasy was yeah. all right, fill the starting and then go. Right. Then I realized once I watched more football, it's like I can find a quarterback yep. anywhere. Right. I, right. I, I need more running back receivers. Right. So that's why I'm not in the camp of taking a quarterback early unless you are gonna take the whim and go like a Patrick Mahomes. Right. Because if you really want Patrick Mahomes, you probably have to take him in the first three or four rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, now listen, Mahomes in round three is not nearly as bad as Mahomes at the start of round two. Exactly, yeah. you know what I mean. Like that's a whole different ball game. Now, yeah. like in if our league, right? Like full transparency, right? I don't think I'm probably taking. I don't think I'm going to get him, but like because I'm picking one, mm-hmm. right? But in this situation, okay, if he's there at my r- pick around at round three. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty hard yeah. guy to pass up on when you're like, well, he's going to probably yeah. If you, if you pull league. Justin Jefferson, right. and then on your running back whip around, if you just look at who's left here, if you're if you're going to be pulling a Travis Etienne right. as your first running Tony back, Pollard, or something, something Tony Pollard, like that. Pollard yeah. or something, or Josh yeah. Jacobs, yeah. and then you get Mahomes, and your three guys are Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Justin Jefferson. It's pretty that's nice. A pretty nice setup there. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then uh, you too, you have that guy, right? You're not worried, like you're not looking at matchups. Like last year, I got screwed because Rogers sucked. Yeah. So I was like, oh, who's playing? Okay, I got Cousins or him. Ugh. Yeah. It's not great. All right. So update here. So yeah. I picked Dominic. Obviously, the next three picks here: Devontae mm-hmm. Adams went pick four in the second round. Garrett Wilson went pick five in the second round, and yep. Tony Pollard just went to pick six. So you were right in the area of I think where all those guys would have went. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think you. I don't. I don't. I think so Amon far Ra there's been no I, reach. Yeah. I don't. I think Amon Ra would have went in these next three picks. Yes. If, a thousand percent. I think the biggest, obviously, the Travis Kelsey pick at three, wild. Yeah, I'll be not shocked at all if that guy winds up taking Mahomes on this here. I'll, I'll, yeah, that would be very interesting. He's picking in three picks here, yeah. so uh, that would be a big. Do you know pick. the guy who's picking third? I do you, not. You so. don't know him. I actually okay. don't. I don't know. I know like two or three people in this. Oh, okay. Um. So, but uh, that was a pretty crazy. I think the Stephon Diggs one's a bit. It's a bit sketchy. All right, so round two, pick seven. The first real big shoe to drop here, Patrick Mahomes goes. Wow. I will pull up his team to see who he picked first. So he has. Did he have Jamar? So he got Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. So he got Cooper Cup and Mahomes. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Trying to go for two guys that are, you know. Top of their a positions. lot of yeah. Basically, yeah. you got you got a top th- three wide receiver mm-hmm. and the top quarterback. So yeah, is this uh, is this is a PPR league too, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know why leagues aren't at this point. Just yeah, everyone should, should just be PPR. Now here's here's okay. We just said reach here. This next pick round two pick eight Josh Allen. Okay, so this is somebody went. Uh oh, quarterbacks are going off the board right now. I got to yeah. take my guy right now. So he first yep. round pick Jamar Chase. So yeah. he's got Josh Allen, Jamar Chase. See, here's the thing about Josh Allen that I don't like. 
throws a lot of interceptions. He's a very inconsistent player. Yes. He'll have five touchdowns one week, and next week he's going to have two touchdowns with three picks. Yes. I'm not a fan of that. Exactly. Not a fan of that at all. Yeah, that's why I, I, I tend to take my, like, Trevor Lawrence's where I'm like, I'm cool with just two touchdowns, no picks, Where do yards. you have Lamar at this point in his career? It'd be interesting. I think he could be, like, quarterback, like, top 10 in fantasy, right. like like 7, 8, yeah. something. Where it, I think it's one of those, if you want a top-tier quarterback mm-hmm. and you realize, like, five or six are going off the board, right. it's like, okay, now I got to take, take him. Lamar. Yeah. yeah, because I don't think he's, like, I'm going to wait till the 12th round to take him, mm-hmm. but I, because I think his running ability. Yeah, and listen. He, I, he does it, like, he gets the throwing, yeah. and he rushes for it. Like, he gets yeah. all that in full PPR. I, I will also st- put out there, right, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I do like the receiving room. I think this is the best receiving room, assuming Odell stays healthy, that they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Marquise Brown clearly has not lived up to the hype, right, whether it's here or in Arizona. Odell, Zay Flowers, and... um. Uh, the guy out of Central, what's his name? Uh, I'm I'm blanking right now. The other receiver that they took in the first, or I mean, out of Minnesota, who do they? Who is their other wide receiver in Minnesota? Yeah, Kate, uh, Jordan Mad- Addison. No, no, that's that's the. No, I'm not Minnesota. Oh, sorry, not Bateman. Minnesota. Ball, oh, Rashad Bateman. Bateman, Bateman. Bateman. Yeah, out of Minnesota, University. Of oh, Minnesota. You, oh, I thought yeah. you were talking about Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Games, so Rashad yeah. Bateman, right? So that's a pretty and Mark Andrews. That's a pretty solid receiving crew that Lamar hasn't had in years past. Yep. So, right after Josh Allen here, round two, pick nine, we had uh, Josh Jacobs go up the board. So, restore the war team That's good has value. Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs on their team. That's so, they good. went double running back. Okay. So, they're definitely going to go receiver next round. Yeah. You think. I mean, you would think. Maybe tight end in their future. Or we but. could just, you know, take the, you know, the backups of the backup. <laughs> I hope you're, I wish your friends would listen to the show more because there's so many shots. They're going to come in. They're going to hate me. They already don't like me because I won last year. Mm-hmm. Like, like, tell me honestly. We're, we're, we're a, a year removed now, right, from mm-hmm. it. Were they all a little bit like, God damn it, he actually won? A little bit. Because I talked so much shit the two years previous? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does it help if I didn't pr- think that I was going to win either? Remember I told you after like week two, I was like, yeah. I just hope I don't lose. I'm not in last. Oh. So round two, pick 10. Uh, third quarterback goes off the board here. Wow. Jalen Hurts. So this okay. this guy has Travis Kelsey and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that is a, that's a reach. A, that is a risky strategy, yeah. man. Yikes. That, that would scare me. I don't, don't need no, a, I don't need receivers and running backs. So is this kid, is this guy like seven? Does he just does he play Madden? I, I don't and know. is he like Probably. all right, these are my favorite play <laughs> like if the next guy that goes off the board is like um uh Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna assume this guy's like yeah. twelve and he just these are my favorite players. All you right. know what I mean? So round two pick eleven here is uh Mr. Jonathan Taylor. So they took CMC and Jonathan Taylor. See that I don't understand. Now and, and on on paper looks amazing, but you have Oh, probably the best running back in fantasy, right? Assuming health wise, and then you just take a big risk when yep. you could have gotten a good receiver and probably got Jonathan Taylor on the swing back if you were really that in love with it. Yep. So uh, the round two pick twelve. So the guy who got Justin Jefferson, yep. he uh, end of the second round picks Jalen Waddle. Okay, from Miami. Yep. I had and Jaylen then Waddell on the year. on the swing around round three pick one, he picks Joe Mixon. So that's a risky biscuit right there. That's a tough yeah. one. Jim Look, Waddle's looking also at a some bit. of the guys that are left here at the running back room, the Travis Etienne, Jameer Gibbs, Aaron Jones is of the world. Mm-hmm. Don't love the Joe Mixon pick. 
don't love the drum mix. I, like I would when, much I, take an Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is going to be the offense for Green Bay. I'm that's that's my next hope that yes. I can maybe slide him in. Yeah, that would be, that, would, that be awesome. would be phenomenal value. Right. Gibbs here would not be bad though. I will say, but Gibbs would be not bad if I could if I could see him. Uh, yeah, I don't love the I, honestly. Thing, I would maybe in my rankings of those three guys, he's probably third. Mm-hmm. But like, because ETN's really solid too. So I mean, yeah, because you already have a lion too. I'm not a huge fan. Of taking multiple players on the I'm, same, I'm offense. not either. I'm we, very we both, my my that. dad. I love my dad to death, but he's like, I'm trying to get back in the first round so I can take Gibbs. I go, you already have Amon Ra. I go, stop cannibalizing your own team. Yeah. All right. So, oh, okay. We got okay. Some, we got some movement here. Okay. So, um, round three, pick two. Okay. Guy who has Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, just yeah. picked Chris Olave. Okay. Okay. Receiver. I do think. Remember, I got him late last year, kind of on a whim. Yep. Um, he's definitely going to shoot up draft boards. And this year. then, uh, so the guy who has Jalen Hurts and Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. just picked Jameer Gibbs. Wow, he is going full on. Like, really hope this works. Yep. Yeah. So that is his team. Jameer Gibbs as a running back one, I don't like. Mm-hmm. I do not like that. I really hope that doesn't happen to me. I don't. I can't imagine it will. Picking at one. I'm all the way back. No, I mean, uh, like we've been going through. I mean, you yeah. you would have probably guys like Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs. I mean, hopefully, that'd be nice. Running backs that are left right now: Travis mm-hmm. Etienne, Aaron Jones, I would Danny take, Pierce. I would, I'd be fine with either both of those guys, quite frankly. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think the you know the running back situation on that swing around the first time is not actually that bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and this. And here's the thing: we've talked about it too, right? The receiving room, like, yeah, there's a couple dudes that are like, you know clearing heads and shoulders about the rest. But after that, there's a lot of solid receivers out there. Devontae Smith is still out there. Um, who else is out there? Uh, Terry McLaurin is still out there, right? Some other guy. Now, not the greatest quarterback situations in the world, but clear in a way their best player. All right, so something we just talked about here. Okay. So, Restore the Roar, who has the fourth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Round three, pick four. So, before, he picked Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, okay. that guy. Yep. He just picked Lamar Jackson. I don't agree with his draft strategy. Not having a receiver until the swing back, because he's in the top half of the round too, right? Yeah, so he's going to swing all the way around. Wow, that's it. a lot. I, I I do like wide receiver depth, but you're really banking on your running backs and Lamar having a massive bounce back. Yeah. So next guy here, yep. Rooster, uh, he previously had Josh Allen and Jamar Chase. Yeah. He just drafted DK Metcalf. So he also so, doesn't have running So we're backs. just full sending it and going, well – who don't care, backs. don't care. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Some of these no running back strategies worry me a little bit just because yeah. fourth, fifth round, sixth round running backs are not good. Are not going to be Well, really and here's good. the thing, too. I understand from the position of because you don't have a kicker spot and you have that extra flex spot. Okay, wide receivers are definitely going to be at a premium here, mm-hmm. but not to the level where you have to, you know, cut off your nose to spite your face, yeah. right? Keeping on that same train, Jesus. the next guy, Team Porter here, he had Mahomes and Cooper Cup. He just drafted Debo Samuel. What is happening? You're going to get... A- I mean, I might be able to start Aaron, Aaron Jones here. If you get Aaron we're, Jones, we're, that is a massive... We are win. running on the... I, I mean, Travis Etienne or Aaron him. Jones. Those are your two guys. That's what I'm hoping yes, for right a now. A thousand percent. One thousand percent. Yes. So Wow. You are, you are really kind of falling into a really nice <laughs> little setup here. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Because so. here's the thing. I, I think it's underrated... Right, like last year, I won because I had three good running backs. Right, like I had McCaffrey, I had James Conner, and I had uh, Etienne in my flex. Yep. That's huge to have. But if you have two guys at the back like this, where you go, hey, I guarantee these are my two running backs. Who yeah, just got picked? All right, so Willie Bone here, update. Willie Bone. Uh, 
That's a great name. Yep. So he had previously Tony Pollard and Tyree Kill. Okay. Just picked Devontae Smith. Okay, that's okay, though. He's got his running back, right? Yeah. Like, that's the guy. That's fine. And then Team Sabic here. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Uh, he They picked uh, B. John Robinson and Garrett Wilson. Okay. Just picked Joe Burrow. You know what that means? You're I have to Jones. get. I got. There's one pick in yep. between me and and that. You're pick. getting one of those. I'm two getting guys. Aaron Jones or or Travis Etienne. Yeah, that's yeah, fantastic. That is Couldn't there. be happier. That's a great way the board just fell to you. Debo going that high is way too high in my opinion. I think. I mean, it's it's been working out really nice because I think some of these quarterbacks slash wide mm-hmm. receivers are going a little higher than they should. Mm-hmm. But it's leaving these nice running backs for now. I can get Saquon and either Aaron Jones or Travis Etienne. And then I go, okay, running backs are good. Yeah, now I can get my receiver. I'll get one, next one two more receivers, yep. and then and then maybe find that third running back to kind of fill yes. the void if I need to. Yep. And then you know, Well, once challenge. you get the second running back and you take your second wide receiver, now it's just BPA. It's just, okay, who's, yeah. it's just, who do I need? Which one do I like more? Right. Do, I, exactly. uh, do I like, like yep. Alvin Kamara, or do I like this guy? Do I like that guy? Whatever it comes A to. A thousand percent. So, oh, it's even better. So... Uh, Gallo here mm-hmm. I'm actually be my friend so he told me not to flame him online oh I'm so flame, we're so flaming we're gonna, him we're hard oh bad. I'm gonna flame him alright so he picked Nick Chubbs and Devontae Adams okay. as his first two picks just picked Justin Herbert <laughs> <laughs> so yeah alright all right, so, so now it comes down to now I actually have a choice yeah. though do we want ETN or do we want Aaron Jones I think Aaron Jones is going to get more touches than ETN because of one person Calvin Ridley Calvin Ridley in Jacksonville is the new number one. You have Christian Kirk. Evan yep. Ingram is getting paid a lot of money. He ain't going to sit there and block the whole and time. And I think having Jordan Love as like the rookie. Yep, we're going to run year. the ball. Listen, their offensive line is still good, not great. They're going to run the ball. You don't have a damn receiver in Green Bay. I think it's got to be. And Aaron Jones catches the ball in the backfield, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. So, having Saquon Barkley and Amon around St. Brown already. Oh, jeez. I will pick Aaron Jones here. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, so we're going to stay with this until the whip around. So I think we should go to receiver, right? I think that's probably – or maybe even BPA, tight end. Do we want to shoot tight end here? Because not another – Mark Andrews is still here. (sighs) Darren Waller, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts. I I mean, The the question is, when will all the tight ends start going? So here's the thing. Do we want to be ahead of the curve on it, or do we want to wait around for it? What's the receiving room looking like right now? I will pull that up in a second. So I just want – I'm going to give a quick update here. So – uh, this guy, round three, pick 11. His team right now looks, uh, he picked Derrick Henry and C.D. Lamb. Just okay. picked Ramondre Stevenson. Okay, not bad. Uh, I didn't even put him in my consideration for running back. I was going to take, he was actually, he was one. slightly higher than Aaron Jones in like the ranking wise. Hard pass. You know ESPN, why? But. He's going to get screwed. You know why? Because mm. Zeke's going to get all his touchdowns. Yeah. They're going to get to the two and then they're going to put Zeke in. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver room while we wait for this back to back pick to come here. Uh, we're looking at guys like T Higgins, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, Christian Watson. Okay. T Higgins. Is DJ Moore. Oh, not, I mean, do you believe Justin Fields is going to take that step up? That's yeah. the thing. Receiving room's looking a little thin. It is a little thin. I mean, there's a lot of... For a starter. Yeah, now you're getting to the point where it's like, okay, you're getting the Terry McLaurins, Tyler Lockett, Drake London's, Brandon Ayuk's of the world. I do like Terry McLaurin quite I like Drake London because they don't have really another receiver after that. Yeah. I do like... Um, uh, what was it? What was the first guy you said? The very first guy you said... Um, T. Higgins. T. Higgins is pretty solid. Yeah, T. Higgins is the top guy on the receiving yeah. board right now. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it's your team. Mark Andrews is really good, too. I don't know if he'll will, be able to get on the fig- swing back. I will figure out once we get closer. Yeah. So, um, 
Team Greer here. Mm-hmm. Um, they just picked, so they had originally Stefan Diggs and AJ Brown. Okay. Just picked Najee Harris. Okay, that's a good pick. Uh, so and he's getting the swing around here. So yep. we'll figure out what he's going to pick for his fourth round pick. Um, I'm leaning. I think I might be leaning. So we 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 just went over here. Yeah. I think the tight end or the wide receiving room. They're all kind of in the same, same boat right, right now. We're like, if I got T. Higgins or like Tyler Lockett, right? They're, they're kind of the same. Eight, yeah. And there's a lot of guys in that sphere. Right. I might just take like a Mark Andrews. Listen, that's supreme value. Round four on the kickback. Um, only one tight end gone. I don't have to worry yeah. about tight end then. Right. Really. Tight end's your guy. Like, tight end's the yeah, guy right. unless the bye week happens. Right. right? And so. I do think the sw- – I don't necessarily think – I think because running backs are going to go on this on this. Yeah, round. Cause because there's a lot of teams yeah, that don't right. have running backs. So you know running back, but then on the swing back is like, okay, now everyone's Who just going to go whatever. And I think that's where you're going to get screwed. Yes. I do think maybe tight end would yeah. might be the play here. So now of literally any tight end, assuming that the next two picks aren't tight ends here, mm-hmm. is Mark Andrews probably the best pick I here? would say Mark Andrews is one. I would say probably Kittle is probably two. Do we like Darren Waller? How, how like the receivers there aren't great. All right, update. Yep. So like the the whip around, he picked Kenneth Walker. Okay. So he's got good value. He's got Najee, Kenneth Walker, Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. AJ Brown. Okay. And I'm on the clock now. The guy who picked yep. after that, he has Derrick Henry, Rahandre Stevenson, C.D. Lamb, and he just picked T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Okay, I think this makes your pick a lot. So smaller. wide receiver wise, the guys that are kind of in the in the camp: Calvin Ridley, yep. Keenan Allen, Mari mm-hmm. Cooper, Christian Watson, mm-hmm. uh, D.J. Moore. I think Cooper is not a bad option too. He's the number one over there. I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a bounce back year because Trevor Lawrence is going to yeah. go wild. But if you're looking but, at T. Law later, I don't necessarily know if you want to yeah piggyback on that. that. Up. I think, I think Mark tight Andrews ends is the best. Hespy, and I think, I think Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews I think Mark Andrews is clear in a way the second best tight end. Yeah, actually, what would be all positions? Oh, so Travis Etienne still listed as all positions as the best player. Now, see, this is where this is a this sketchy is the, one. This is right? the draft. So we have forty seconds here. Okay, this is the draft. This is the interesting. Is do we want to get that third running back and just solidify the running back room? Yeah, you're. Someone's hoping. No, actually. Oh no, that's fine. Okay, yeah, because I was looking at bye weeks. If so, you if you think you can fine. get one of those top, because here's the thing: you got Kyle Pitts still, Hawkinson's available, Dallas Goddard's a guy they don't Let think me about. Run through this running back room, so I could I could probably pull. I mean, you could honestly, I could probably pull like an Alexander Madison if I had to. Yeah, but I mean, he's James Connor, James Connor's a starter. All right. I think ETN's like a stud though. Yeah. So I, I think mean, I think I'm gonna pull Mark Andrews. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. Mark Andrews. That's a value pick right there. Everybody, everybody blew their wad on trying to get all these it's, receivers. It's either it was either that or Travis Etienne. I was yeah. at like three seconds left. Someone's we gonna be down. thrilled that Travis Etienne fell for sure. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about it. It was literally, do I pick him, mm-hmm. secure my running back room, and then kind of fuck over some other people? Yeah. Or do I just pick the best guy? I think for the team. Yeah. We want best player on the team. So my team right now, we're looking at Saquon Barkley. Aaron Jones, Amon Ross St. Brown, Mark Andrews. All right, and that's going to be it for this week's episode. Michael Post, uh, give us an update probably next week as well on how the kind of the draft fell, uh, any big news and notes. Uh, but be sure to grade it for sure as well. Let us know what you think. Did, uh, did Mike get some value? Did he uh, did he swing and miss? Should he have taken, 
Jared Goff round one like I told him to. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe I think, I think the big one, I'm going to be really indecisive on, so I should have taken Travis Etienne there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the a tough one. one. That's, the, that's the iffy one where yep. I think that could have make or break. But For we'll sure. See. We'll see, right? You, remember, you never know, right? Maybe you get the Miles Sanders or somebody at that other flex spot or two other receivers. Who knows? But that's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, all in. We're going to have to break it down. Uh, maybe some more fantasy football stuff as well. Talking Lions for sure next week. Yeah, they'll um, be taking uh, Next week, they'll be taking on the, the Chiefs that Thursday yep, after. So absolutely. We'll previewing so previewing that. that, absolutely. That's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck. So I'm Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. We will see you guys as always next time.